The first reading is taken from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 to 16. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrows. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet is without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The Holy Gospel is written in the 10th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. As Jesus started on his way, A man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared. All these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at these words, but Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With this man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left everything to follow you. I tell you the truth, Jesus replied. No one who has left home, or brothers or sisters, or mother or father, or children or fields for me, and the gospel, will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and fields, and with them persecutions. In the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. It would be encouraging for both of us if we could keep that passage from Hebrews open before us. 
as we spend some time meditating and reflecting on those words, shall we pray? Speak, O Lord, as we come to you to receive the food of your holy word. Take the truth and plant it deep in us, that the light of Christ may be seen in all our acts of love and deeds of faith. Speak, O Lord, and fulfill in us all your purposes for your glory. Amen. From the epistle reading read to us this morning, we will spend a few minutes reflecting on the importance of listening and heeding to the word of God. The first 10 verses of the fourth chapter of the book of Hebrews shows the failure of the wilderness wanderers, how they rejected the promised rest, not realizing the consequences of their rejection. You could call it a lack of faith. Like most of the examples in the Bible that are provided for our learning, and serve as a stern warning to us. Verse 11 of that chapter in Hebrews 4 reminds us of our diligence to make every effort to enter that rest. Rest comes later, but now God wants us to live lives that would reflect our loyalty to him, motivated by what he has done for us, We just prayed in the collect, make us eager to do your will that we may share with the whole creation the joys of eternal life. Yeah, everything that we do rests on his love and is in accordance with his holy nature. In short, I could say that that is our intimate relationship with him. So why is this call for diligence? I think the key word starts with verse 12. For the word of God is alive and active. And it continues. So here's my first point, the importance of the word of God. We can take every word in verse 12 and probe into it why it is used. Like the joints and bone marrow, the difference between soul and spirit, And what precisely is the difference between thoughts and intentions? And do the words living and active perhaps correspond to the other pairs, spirit, soul, joint, marrow, thoughts, intention? And is the heart different from soul and spirit? These are good questions and we could spend the whole day, or probably even the whole year, reflecting and meditating on them. But this morning, I do not want to lose the wood for the trees. One of the functions of the Word of God when it comes into us is that it penetrates very deep, like a sword, through tough, hard layers, and makes judgments about what is in it. The word judge in verse 12, of course, does not mean to condemn 
but to lovingly assess. An assessment of the quality. The word of God penetrates to the deep places in our lives and assesses what's there, whether they are spiritual and natural. What we need is a protection from unbelief. Day in and day out, we need to fight the unbelief in the word of God. It is unbelief that will keep us out of its truth like the wilderness wanderers. That's what at stake in the call for diligence in verse 12, in verse 11, sorry. And that's why the word of God in verse 12 is so critical for us. The word of God penetrates to the bottom of all our defenses and deceptions and exposes belief or unbelief. It assesses our heart condition, discerning the deep-rooted intentions and thoughts in our innermost being. There is, however, no escape because we have to do with the omniscience of God. Verse 13 reminds us of the scrutiny by the omniscient and omnipresent God. He knows about everyone, everywhere, and everything we do is open to him. So we who have accepted the Lord Jesus by faith, shall we not fail in that scrutiny? Will he not detect in us the evil heart of unbelief? But we need not fear, because Jesus, the high priest, who can mediate between God and us, having lived a perfect life on this earth, sympathizes with us in all our failures and weaknesses. Because he too was tempted like us and tried like us, but was without sin. So he is able to understand us and help us. The Bible is full of understanding and insights for, for moments of struggle and we have a savior who can sympathize with our struggles. But truth known and not obeyed becomes a judgment rather than a benefit. Like the rich man in the gospel reading, knowledge of the word not demonstrated or applied will only bring sadness and sever the relationship with God. So because of what Jesus has done for us in restoring us back to God, Scripture reminds us of the invitation open for us. And that is my second point, the invitation from the Word of God in verse 16. Let us approach the throne of grace confidently that we may receive mercy for all our failures and find grace to help us in our time of need. What a wonderful welcome. Because of the unfailing ministry of our great high priest, we have the unlimited resources always available to us with every kind of need. Though the word of God reveals what is natural or what is spiritual, it also has the power through the spirit to transform 
our perspective on how we view things or matters in life. When men and women have taken the word of God seriously, things have happened. They just not only read it or studied it or wrote about it, but they did something about it. Faith does not sit still. The world is filled with voices that buy our attention and influence our thoughts and our actions. Just consider the messages that are sent away our way through the media and through people. Can we consciously begin to compare them to what the scripture says about God and his ways? Remembering what the Lord says in his word is to safeguard our deceptions and temptations. There are truthful facts in the Bible that will stagger us, amaze us or affright us, just like things around us that amaze and frighten us. But we do not need to, we dare not ignore the Bible because we get perplexed by what we read. True knowledge is only found in the word of God. The fact is, if Christ had to die for you and me on that cross, then we must mean so much of value to him. Should we not allow him to shape our lives and have his way in us? With all these demands set before us from the word of God, the author of Hebrews also reminds us of the help that we can receive to rightfully apply these truths in our lives, in our day-to-day living. We just need to come and receive it. Here is something that I can share with you, some experiences that I've tried with the Word of God, and maybe that will help you. Try and give the Bible a VIP treatment. Visualize it, internalize it, and personalize it. Take a relevant passage or a scripture and visualize it, apply it to your day-to-day issues. Just think of what would be the outcome if you started praying for your enemies. Think about what it would be if we just lived out the word of God. Internalize it. The best way to remember God's word is to memorize it. Time and time again in Deuteronomy, it comes out to meditate on it day and night. And I tell you, the Holy Spirit will bring a memory recall of the verses that you have memorized in tough situations. Think for a moment, how did Jesus respond to the temptations in the wilderness. Thrice he was tempted, and every time he defended himself with the offense of the word, sword of the spirit. He had the words from Deuteronomy. And so that's a great example that we can also follow in our day-to-day lives. 
And finally, personalize it. Just don't think of the scripture in vague terms, but just let us add I or me in that particular section and see what God has to show us. And above all, pray, asking the Holy Spirit to open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things from his word. I'd like to leave a quote from Atma Gandhi who has shared this with one of the evangelists from the U.S. He says, You Christians looked after a document containing enough dynamite to blow all civilizations to pieces. But you treat it as though it was nothing more than a piece of literature. Shall we pray? May thy rich grace impart strength to our fainting heart, our zeal inspire. As thou hast died for me, so may my love for thee, pure, warm, and changeless be a living fire. Amen. <laughs>